Welcome sports fans to the hottest sports podcast in the game, JT and the Don with your hosts, Jimmy Thompson and Donato Bucci. They're covering the most current issues in sports from the 305 to the 412 and all the way to the West Coast. You can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at JT and the Don or email them at JT and the Don at gmail.com. Now take it away, guys. Welcome to the next episode of JT and the Dawn. And please remember to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. And please remember to leave us a five-star review. I am Donato Bucci, the Dawn, and we have a different type of episode uh, today that we'll get into briefly, which I'll explain uh, but let me welcome in everyone's favorite, JT, Jimmy Thompson. How you feeling today? I'm feeling all right, man. We got some special guys back in the house. Oh, we, this is going to be a funny episode because everyone is going to get clowned. It's official, so there's no way around it. You, you're right. You're right. It's going to be a great episode, and you're feeling good now, but you won't after we go through this episode. You'll be feeling pretty down about how... Uh, that you're oh, not the quite the sports expert you uh, think. Yeah, the hurricanes suck, you know. <laughs> huh, what? What did, who did you pick to make the college football playoff? <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into that, the way we're going to do this show, JT and the fans know one of my biggest pet peeves of all the national sports radio guys, analysts out there is they're never held accountable for all their wrong picks. So we are going back. We've got, you've already heard him in the background laughing because he can't wait for his cue. Uh, one of our two guests, we went back and we brought back on our two of our uh, college football experts, experts from our college football preview show, Mike Wallace. You can find him at MikeyMike621 and Aaron Hutchins. You can find him at Clutch Hutch. Um, Again, they don't need any introduction. So what we're going to do, we're going to go back through all of our picks and predictions from the college football preview show and then as well kind of recap this season uh, briefly with some, some big questions to end the year. So Let's get right into it from back in our August show. I believe it was episode 18, if you want to go back and listen to that. Um, So one of our first things was the Heisman predictions, okay? But before we do that, Mike, let me welcome you in. How are you today? Doing good, doing good. I'm ready to get into it. Like you said earlier, um, I don't know how much of an expert I'm looking like this year, but... uh we're going to roll. We're going to roll with it. We're going to roll with it. <laughs> okay. Well, we, st- we still going to print it out on your card. Said it says expert. We're still expert in our book. Well, thank you for coming on. And to our other guest, Aaron Hutchins, thank you for coming on. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good, Don. I'm ready to, you know, I'm excited to be back. I'm ready to show some people up, you know, embarrass a couple people about their predictions. Oh, man. I'm about to have a fun episode, man. It's about to be cool. Uh, Damn, Clutch Hutch, it's nice to see you too. <laughs> What's up, JT? He's, he's, he, no, he, no, he's, go, he's going straight there. I can't wait to embarrass people. I'm nervous now. <laughs> I heard I heard a certain Florida team wasn't. Nah, we're going to save it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Aaron Hutchins in our DC studio, so thanks for stopping by. So, yes, the Heisman. Real quick, JT had picked Trevor and Tua. His sleepers were Shea Patterson, Felipe Franks. Uh, Myself, I had Trevor, Tua, Justin Herbert, Jonathan Taylor. I thought those would be the final four. Damn, you, we, damn, you picked. I didn't realize you picked that many. Me neither. Talk about hedging your bets. You, I mean, talk about you guys sleeping on my predictions. And then sleepers: DeAndre Swift, 
Rondell Moore, Kellen Mond, uh, Mike Wallace, Trevor Intua, and if I'm allowed to say this, Mike, you did call it. Tua won't stay healthy. Great job. His sleeper pick, J.K. Dobbins, and then Clutch Hutch had Tua winning it with his sleepers being Jonathan Taylor and Sam Ellinger. And dare I say this quote from Clutch Hutch, (laughs) Texas is pretty good. (laughs) So, JT, let me kick it over to you. Who do you think of all those made the best, like, prediction, whether it was one of their quotes or a sleeper? What do you think was the best one here of the guys? So who out of the four of us gave the most bullshit answer? <laughs> it was you. I just realized you did that. You gave ten guys. This is this is who do you think's gonna win the Heisman and then a sleeper? Not the whole who is gonna start for my fantasy football lineup. There's like ten guys in there. Jesus. We can't let him get away with that next time. But um as much as it pains me, uh Mike Wallace, aka Mikey Mike. Uh he called it with two and not staying healthy and then um J.K. Dobbins, to me, out of everyone that we predicted between the four of us, I felt like he I don't he didn't get invited, but he should have been invited, but he was the best player out of anybody that was picked. I think and it wasn't even close. Yeah, I think J.K. Dobbins any other year, he would have been in there. If it wasn't for Chase Young, he would be right there. All right. So, Mike, let me let me kick it over to you real quick. Who had the worst prediction? <laughs> the worst prediction? I mean, I'm going to have to go with JT. Um, sleepers, Shea Patterson, and Felipe Frank. But. Felipe but, Frank. But here's the thing. Come here's on. the thing. You know what? And you, JT, hold on, you know JT. What? JT, let the guest finish his thought. Then you can jump in. Go ahead, Felipe Mike. Felipe Franks, who couldn't even hold his job this year for the Florida Gators. Like, how did you come up with that, man? Felipe Franks? Like, his, his own fans didn't even like him coming into the season. And Jimmy's like, oh, yeah, he's a sleeper for the Heisman. <laughs> Easily hands down, that is the worst prediction ever. And I believe I said something about it on the last episode too. But um, yeah, you said a lot of stuff <laughs> on the last one. But here's the thing: see, I, see, I like how I like how Donato likes to go back and you know what next next year I'll have to be in the room with him when he decides you know what he wants to reveal that we said on the previous show and bring it on to this show because I specifically remember saying I don't want to pick these two, and I prefaced it by saying. If they are undefeated at the end of the year, the and they're, because of the teams they play for, these guys will be in the Heisman race. I specifically said it that way, and that's why I picked them because I thought Florida would be decent. And I was like, Michigan, if they're going to do it ever, it's going to be this year. And I was wrong. Felipe Franks got knocked out for the year, and Michigan still sucked. So let's just put that out there. I wasn't just like, oh, Felipe Franks is the best quarterback ever. He plays for the Gators. If they're undefeated, they're going to have a Heisman contender on their team. But Donato, thank you very see, much. See, this is what he does, though. It's conditional on something yeah, happening like, because of this. It was therefore, that when I said like this, they go no, it's make of a course. prediction, <laughs> make make a prediction, stick with it. So, Aaron, I'm going to let you go last because I have a different question for you. All right, my worst one, I gotta say, is me. I picked four guys. None of them are even in New York for the Heisman ceremony. So that was terrible of me. In the Kellen Mond, oh my goodness, what was I thinking? That'll come up later to get me again. Um, I did want to say one other thing is that JT in that same segment back in August questioned whether Ohio State's dominance would continue. And again, we won't go there, JT, but you were wrong. So 
Aaron, they had a new head coach, and we ha- we hadn't seen what they were going to do yet. But you're still wrong. That's part of making wrong. a prediction. I was 100 percent wrong. Okay. Yes. So, Aaron, this is what I want to know from you. That's all he wanted to hear. <laughs> you can chime in in general what your thoughts are there, as well as if, like, do you have any surprises that happened throughout, like, the Heisman race or going into the Heisman ceremony? Well, let me just start off. Mike, I think you did have the best prediction. Appreciate it. With appreciate the sleeper, it. J.K. Dobbins. Just watching him this season, that, that guy is an animal. Like, not only, like, is he breaking all the Ohio State records, but it just seems like, you know, he has history of his parents in the league or his dad in the league. He just seems like he's going to make a smooth transition to the NFL. It just looks very evident right now that he's going to be, you know, uh, first one or two top round picks. And he's looking really good right now. Um, I would say another standout, uh, staying at running back position, Jonathan Taylor, you know, he he's also – like racked up this year he did an awesome like amazing job at the running back spot holding it down and i do believe he's still in the heisman uh race you know technically he still has a chance to bring that trophy home so you know for uh the don and myself picking jonathan taylor i feel like you know that 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 held that held some weight Yo, JT is so upset right now that that Clutch Hutch gave me a shout out and not him. I love it though. No, no, I'm I'm not I'm not upset. I just know how this show is gonna go. It's gonna be three against one, but it's all good. All right. Well, let me throw this out to you guys. We're gonna, I'm gonna go a little off script. The Heisman, as of the recording of this show, the Heisman ceremony has not occurred. No official winner. But I want to throw this out to you guys. Chase Young being in the Final Four, going to New York for the ceremony. Does anyone have an issue with that? I do. No, sir. No, he's box office. That I mean, he has to be there. Mike, box what office. about you, Mike? I have an issue with the simple fact that um, it's J.K. Dobbins. Well, that, yes, that, that right there. But also, so he could glow. I think to me, Chase Young. He's um, the reason why I say no is because. I think he benefits from Ohio State and the simple fact they're always on TV and they won all these big games. And, yes, he has put up big stats. But has he truly, truly taken over the game where he's had, where his sacks and whatnot totally determined the game, like the outcome of that game? Has that happened? Like if he had a Terrell Suggs season at Arizona State, you would be like, okay, he should yeah, be. Yeah, or, or if he had like a Charles Woodson season. Like Charles Woodson affected just about every game that season for Michigan. Like – yeah, but Chase Young ain't going to be out there returning. Well, then that's not my I get, fault. I get what you're saying. <laughs> that man's getting triple teamed every play, Mike. I'm not triple saying, but no, team. I'm not saying he's probably, I'm saying that's a he's lot. the best, hey, so you gotta listen, you gotta best listen to player, our expert lineman. But, but as far as affecting the game, I don't think so. He's going number one yeah, for a reason. Yeah, he is. He's the best number player. Two, I give him that. Number two, you're going quarterback first. What? In my opinion. Who? What? Oh, we'll, no, we'll go that later Touch was saying he's going to go number two. Oh. Yeah, I just feel like the Bengals, you know, they're probably going to get that number one pick. They got to go quarterback. They got to go quarterback. Got to. So, in response to Clutch Hutch, if we have a dominant receiver who's getting double teamed every play and he doesn't put up the numbers, no one's inviting him to the final four of the ceremony if he doesn't have the numbers. Larry Fitzgerald didn't win the Heisman, which he should have. Jason White, that was a crime in itself that they gave it to Jason White over Larry Fitzgerald. But Fitzgerald put up the numbers. Whether he was double teamed or not, put up the numbers. If he didn't put up the numbers that year being double teamed, even though he was by far the best receiver in the 2000s in college, he would not have been invited. 
And so you look at that's great. He's a game wrecker. There's no doubt whether he's double teamed or not. But the thing is, he doesn't put up. He didn't put up the stats. And then I was telling you guys off air what he missed one or two games. There's no way he should be going into the final four. I think it should be Dobbins because I think he affected late in the game, late in the season. He was more of a help to Ohio State than Justin Fields or Chase Young. They won without Chase Young. They weren't even games. So it shows you they had a good defense overall. So, like, you don't put the stats up, but Dobbins does. Why is Dobbins not going? And I asked, why is Chase Young going? And, and Hutch, you can be honest. What was your response to me? This is Chase Young. <laughs> We're talking about Chase Young. This guy, what is he, 6'4", 255? Come on now. This man's an animal prototype. Like JT said, box office. This guy's going number two. Put him in a Heisman. You know, and I, I, I feel like, you know, just we haven't seen a defensive Heisman winner since Charles Woodson. I just feel like there, there's some type of – there's something there that people are trying to vote for a defensive player. And he's clearly the best defensive player in the nation right now. So, you know, throw him in there. Give him a shot. But the problem with that is responding to JT. There's been a lot of box office guys who don't get invited to the show. And, and Hutch, to answer your question, oh, it's Ch- – or to answer your answer of that it's Chase Young, well, why isn't Trevor Lawrence there? Trevor Lawrence is going to be – they've been fighting for him two years now. And he's got stats to back him up, and he's not going. You know why? He didn't play a lot of the fourth quarter, and he plays on Clemson. Like, come on, give me a break. Then invite five and send Trevor Lawrence. Well, Trevor Lawrence is not there because you have other quarterbacks there. Uh, you know, you don't see another defensive player there. Of course, they're going to bring the best defensive player in the nation there. But they don't do that every year. Mm-hmm. So what makes Chase Young different than some of the defensive players the last 15 years? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what we can do, we can, how we can settle this. Me and you, we'll get on a flight, we'll go to New York, and you can ask him face-to-face, <laughs> why should you be here? And then we'll come back and we'll report. All right, JT, set, really, set it up. I know you won't be able to do it, and you quick. won't do it, so I'm not worried. Go ahead, set it up, though. <laughs> to, see, to see you have to ask a, a 6'6 grown man why he shouldn't be someplace, yes, I'll definitely see, pay for that's JT's response every time he knows I'm right. Well, then you go ask the guy. That, that's not my job. I'm making an opinion. That's all. All right. So let's go to the football. That's not in the budget. That was a great conversation with the Heisman. But let's go to the football playoff predictions real quick. JT had Michigan, Utah, Clemson, Bama, with Bama being the champ. I had Clemson, Oregon. Do we need to say the rest? Texas A&M and Nebraska (laughs) real quick. Texas A&M. Say it. Texas A&M and Nebraska with Clemson as the champ. Uh, Mikey Mike. Bama, Clemson, Georgia, Oklahoma. And then – Aaron had Bama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State. Uh, Mikey Mike had Clemson, and Aaron had Bama as the champ. So, JT, I'll throw it out to you first. Who had the best, the better prediction? Was it Mike Wallace calling Oklahoma or Aaron calling Ohio State? I think it's Aaron calling Ohio State because I just didn't know if Ohio State was going to be as dominant without Urban Meyer oh, we know. there, and I was completely wrong. And it's close because, I mean, I thought Oklahoma would definitely be definitely be better than Ohio State, but, I mean, it's not like we thought Jalen Hurst was going to come in there and light it up like those other OU quarterbacks have in the past. So, um, to me, just because he called Ohio State and how I felt about them, I'm going to give him the close edge, but I felt like they were both on point with like the, that fourth sleeper team getting in. Thanks, JT. Thanks, man. <laughs> so, Mike. Notice, no, notice how – now, now this is why he's the moderator. Notice how he didn't ask 
who do you think had the worst verse? I didn't get that. Hold on. I know we're going. But I like how you preface these questions. I did not get to that yet. What I want to do is. And we never will. I want to give Mikey Mike a chance because right now, I'm not going to lie, Mike. I'm I'm with JT. I agree that Aaron's Ohio State pick is a better pick in terms of surprises or who may not have gotten there over Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma was the safer pick. So, Mike, give me an argument why your Oklahoma pick or prediction was better than Aaron calling Ohio State. Um, well, first of all, Oklahoma had Jalen Hurts stepping in. Uh, no one, he already lost his job at Bama. We had no clue what he was going to do at, at um, Oklahoma. And Ohio, and Ohio State, and Ohio State had Justin Fields, even less, you know, he, even less oh, you mean a of a known. Oh, he had never been a starter before. Dude, he stepped into Ryan, what's his, Ryan Day, the coach of Ohio State. That team. Oh, yeah, Ryan because we Day, all yeah. thought Ryan that, Day was just going to light the cause from our world on fire. But the thing is, is he lighting the world on fire or his players lighting the college football world on fire who said who well, says that exactly is him it ryan day or is Chase does it, Young ma- that good? Does it matter which one is it i mean does it matter because if it's ryan day then you had lincoln riley i mean lincoln riley was way more proven Ooh. but you always know if Oklahoma. it's the player if it's the player then justin fields is just balling out and has nothing to do with ryan day i'm going i think mine is because i think Ohio, i'm not shocked by ohio state like i knew they're you're shocked by oklahoma oklahoma's loaded every year uh, yes. In the big, t- like CD Lamb, CD Lamb didn't play there the year before. And the Murray didn't play on defense the year before. Like they were loaded. They just needed a quarterback. Two Heisman winners in a row. Yeah, they're loaded. And the Big Twelve is not as strong. Even though I'm not a big fan of the Big Ten. And they got a and they got a five star recruit at quarterback behind Hurts. Waiting, what's his name? Rattler. They he's waiting in the wings. Yeah, so, Oklahoma yep. is definitely. Yeah. Safe. So okay, so hold on, yeah, Mike. You have now. a final, you have a final point here, a final argument because I'm still with Aaron's prediction. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna give this one to Aaron. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give this one to Aaron. Okay, I don't have Cl- clutch hush for the win. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> don't All get right. used to it. So, so who had? I'm gonna vote for myself here. But who had? No, 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 no. no. Worst, yeah, question. I didn't even don't ask the question. The <laughs> I, yeah, he I, is. <laughs> who had the worst prediction? JT with Michigan, Utah, or me with Oregon, A and M, and Nebraska? Uh, Aaron, you can go. Well, JT, I mean the Don. Excuse me. Uh, let's see. I don't think this is a hard question, man. <laughs> I, I think Texas A and M, Nebraska, Oregon. I feel like, you know, they are great teams. Well, good teams. I'll say good teams. But they're not the top four teams that you put in your final four playoff bracket. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Donato. I'm sorry, Don. It, it's it's you, man. You had the worst pick out of all of us. Mike, you, you want to you wanna chime I'm gonna, in? I'm going to pull a J2 move right now. I'm not going to entertain this question. Like, it's, come on, man. Nebraska and Texas A&M? Come on, man. Listen, <laughs> Michigan is somewhat of a laugher now. Don't just be calling out A&M you know in Nebraska crazy, when I'm Michigan. Not, I'm not even upset with, with Jimmy about the Michigan pick. I'm more upset with that Utah pick. <laughs> That's what I'm upset about. Yeah, because that Utah pick had group chats going for months. <laughs> it was so close. I, side, side notes, everyone listening. I, I'm, we did hold each other accountable all year with these with these picks. And I will say I've never seen so many people rooting for a team that they absolutely care nothing about to lose a game 
then these guys wanted Utah to win. Listen. Literally, the last game they played against Oregon, they're like giving me updates. They're like, oh, they're down, they're down ten to three. They're down this. I'm like, you got why are you guys watching a Utah game on a Friday night? So, so Utah fans are listening. These guys hate you. I support you. But JT, JT, this is what happens when you're everyone's favorite. Mike and I, Aaron, not so much because Aaron's a nice guy. But Mike and hey. I, we've we've got to fight. Sorry, Mike. No offense. So, <laughs> so we're gonna take any shot we can at you when you're gonna be wrong. All right. So take that as a compliment. Don't. You know, don't take well, don't take it the well, wrong. One, well, one of us didn't put a team with a losing record in our final four, so <laughs> I think I, I'm not going to say who it was. I'm not going to say who it was. I already told but you. Whoever that whoever that person was that put a team in the final four with a losing record, I think that person has the worst pick. But to be honest with you, I mean it's obvious who it is. But I'm I'm kind of mad at myself too. It's not for the Utah. It's for I'm really upset about the Michigan thing because I should have known that Jim Hallbar is Jim Hallbar and he wasn't going to get it together. And I fell for the trap that the media sets every year. And I finally bit this year, and it bit me in the ass. So, absolutely me, just for putting Michigan in my Final Four. I should have never have done that. All right. Well, I- I'm going to say I-, I had the worst one. There's no doubt. All right. No yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we all knew that shit. Hey, watch the language. Oh, yeah. So. Um, <laughs> so, let's go to – we also had top impact transfer, all right, as a prediction – JT had Jonah Jackson, who JT, if I'm not mistaken, lineman from Ohio State. Yeah, he transferred right. from Rutgers to Ohio right. State. Okay. I had KJ Osborne transferring from <laughs> Buffalo to Miami. Mikey Mike had Jalen Hurts. We all know who he is. And Clutch Hutch had Jalen Hurts and Kelly Bryant. So, JT, I'm going to kick it over to you first. Has your particular answer changed? Yes. And it's because Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts. I mean, he's a Heisman finalist. He lit the world on fire this year, so it's not even close. And to be honest with you, Jonah Jackson, I'm actually disappointed about that pick because he wasn't even first-team All-Big Ten. So to play at Ohio State the way Dobbins was playing and the lineman's not in the first-team All-Big Ten, uh, I can't really say he's a top-impact transfer. But, yeah, I I did not think that Jalen Hurts would progress to this level of playmaker going from Bama to Oklahoma. I I didn't think he could pass the ball like that, so it's definitely him. All right, so Mikey Mike, you still sticking with Jalen Hurts? Uh, yeah, I am. I'm sticking I'll with Jalen Hurts. J- you you had to, you had the pause on <laughs> well, that. Well, no, because I was I was thinking about Justin Fields, but no, nah, he you know what he was gonna do? He was gonna be like ah, J.K. Dobbins. He's gonna find some way to turn <laughs> J.K. Dobbins into a transfer. J.K. 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 I'll tell you what. So far, no offense, Clutch Hutch. Yeah, but so far. Mike Wallace has been pretty good in these predictions, and yeah. I think Aaron might be number two here. Mm. So They are the experts. They, they are. They That's are the true. Call. That makes me feel good that it's, you guys are on with it. It's them. not like they don't call us that. They call them to call us <laughs> the experts. So, like, I hope they're beating us. Mm. All right. So, Aaron, you're going to change. First, would you get rid of Kelly Bryan as an impact transfer? Although, although you know, Mizzou did, what were they, 6-6, six 3-6 and six, three and six in a conference, not the best team out there, you know. I feel like Kelly Bryant, his stat line is, is pretty great, you know. It, it was he, 63%. I just looked it up, 63%, like 2,400 yards, QB rating like 130. That's Man, that's ridiculous. That's high. So I'm going to keep him up there. I feel like he, you know, he had a chance to to kind of go through an offseason with a new team, get out of that, you know, oh, he plays for Bama, he's got to be good type 
uh, player type of type of talk around him, and he, you know, made a name for himself. Well, to me, he did. He made a name for himself. I, I didn't think he could do it, um, but you know, Jalen Hurts clearly was a dog this year. So, yeah, no doubt about it. So, Kelly B also got hurt at some point this year, so I, I give him that. Yeah, yeah. I, I still don't think he was yeah. going to have much of an impact at Missouri. You anyway. just don't respect <laughs> Kelly Bryant at all. So that's right. <laughs> all right, so listen. I was wrong with KJ Osborne. Not big of an impact. Obviously, clearly hurts. Clearly, great, great call. Clearly college football expert would Gr- never be on your business. Great card. call by not me, can, but definitely not. Can you. I talk? Can I talk? <laughs> can you? Uh. Yes, thank you. So, Mikey, Mike, Aaron, great call with Jalen Hurts. Obviously, it's between Hurts and Fields, but one guy I would say top impact as far as what he actually did for his team is, and I'm going to butcher his name, but is the receiver from Illinois, James I'm a Torby Hebe. All right. 634 yards, nine touchdowns for Illinois, getting them to, what, a bowl game? That's impressive. That is what a transfer is supposed to do to a team that's not expected to do that well. Comes in, balls out, nine touchdowns at Illinois. That's pretty good. I think he had one of the most impactful transfers of any team. Because, no offense, I think whoever the quarterback at Ohio State or Oklahoma, they were still going to be good. Would they have been as good as Fields as Hurts? I don't know. But who would have expected an Illinois receiver to do that and to maybe save Lovey Smith's job? Mm-hmm. Or did they? I didn't even know Illinois scored nine touchdowns this year as a team. <laughs> I was going to make a comment about that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, JTC. <laughs> the Don coming really, through with the, with the surprise picks. All right, top impact freshman. Oof. JT had Derek Stingley Jr., as did I, along with Matt Corral. Mikey don't, Mike. Don't say it's so low. Cable. Who, who's that second guy? <laughs> I'm trying to slip that one in. Yeah, Mikey Mike, Kayvon Thibodeau, and Aaron Clutch Hutch, Bo Nix, and Noah Kane. So let me start with you, JT. Are you changing it from Derek Stingley Jr.? No. <laughs> Hell no. All right. He, that makes it he, quick. He's been the. He's been the best freshman in the country. He had two picks in the SEC championship game, and he had the game ceiling pick in the big game against um was it UF? So to me, he's a stud. He's only gonna get better. Uh, my call, one of our college football experts, Mikey Mike, already said that they're they're planning to put him on offense next year too. So he could be that Charles Woodson mm-hmm. type that gets to the Heisman, and it was just not even close. Now I will give Clutch Hutch props. I did not think Bo Nix was gonna be competent this year and he actually has some really good moments every auburn game that i watched on tv actually impressed me so the future is bright for Bo Dix. good call with that one thanks jt i'll go ahead and say you know um i Bo Nix, yeah I, I, I would probably drop noah kane noah kane you know the penn state running back i thought you know the penn state they have a good thing going with their o-line being dominant uh losing saquon but getting a player to step into that role you know, he got a lot of touches, um, you know, just six touchdowns. Maybe I think it was 300-something yards. Not not the best year, but I do – I would still keep Bo Nix as the best freshman right now. Uh, just being Ooh, in that – You backing down. I'm, 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 keep, I'm down. keeping my answer, JT. I'm keeping my answer. You know, being a quarterback, freshman quarterback, that's hard. You don't see that. And him coming out of high school to be the man at Auburn – you know, a, a a big conference, you know, playing these conference games, impressing everybody, being on ESPN, night in, night out, saving a day on a couple of games, 
game-winning touchdowns. I feel like, you know, you don't see that. That's special from a freshman. So I'm going to go ahead and stick with my Bo Nix pick as, you know, the impact freshman at that quarterback position. All right, Mikey Mike, you sticking with Kayvon Thibodeau? Oh, no, 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 no. I think he's definitely, he's definitely one of the top maybe five freshmen in the country. But, uh, no, I'm changing my pick. I agree with Clutch Hutch. I think the top impact freshman is Bo Nix. Um, now, I think Derek Stingley is the best freshman. Like, he will be the higher pick when it comes to the NFL draft. But um, as far as affecting an impact on his team, I definitely have to roll with Bo Nix. I never expected him to go into Auburn. And, I mean, he came out blazing versus Oregon, so I never expected that. And he had his, he had his freshman struggles. But at the same time, he took down Bama. Bama. Yeah, he all had big games. Bama. Moments. Like, I, I definitely think Bo Nix. Well, there's def- there were definitely a lot of good impact freshmen, good overall, like a Derek Stingley. I'm going to change mine, even though, JT, this is, this is nothing against Derek Stingley because I think Mikey Mike, you're right along with JT. He is the best freshman player. But the top impact, again, is someone that's going to come in, change a program, like change a team. And I think that's Jaden Daniels, the quarterback at Arizona State. He threw for over 2,700 yards. 17 touchdowns, only two picks. He beat Oregon, threw for 408 yards, three touchdowns in that game, basically kicked them out of the playoffs, beat number 15 uh, Cal at the time, beat Washington State, beat their rival Arizona. He's maybe turning it around with Herm Edwards. That's what you want out of an impact freshman. So I'm going to give it to Jaden Daniels. We don't see a lot of his games, Pac-12 late at night. I'm going to go with him, even though Stingley's the better player, but Daniels had more of an impact for his team. Yeah, I agree with you on Daniels. He was a good player. I caught that Arizona game. He In another game he played, he's got, like, ice water in his veins. He's going to be special. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mike, you know who else beat Bama? Who? Bo Nix and the Auburn Tigers. That's what I'm saying. Ooh. That's why I guess why I gave the Bo Nix. That's why I gave I'll try to give you props, Clutch. Okay, okay, Mike. Okay, Mike, my bad, man. He just making sure that, that's what you're doing. That's Aaron's way of talking trash. Yeah. Like reminding you, wait, who did like and he tries to play it off. See? Like that Col- yo, he's <laughs> Hutch is coming out blazing today. He's not he's, playing. He's cold tonight. He's he is <laughs> <laughs> this would be a love-hate so, uh, episode of JT and the Dimes, man. Just sounds like all hate right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're just, we're just, we're gonna go to most overrated team. Here were the predictions: JT, Mikey, Mike, and Clutch Hutch all had Michigan. I stayed in the same state, went with Michigan State. <laughs> I'm not changing my answer. Do any of you guys want to, Mikey, Mike? You go first. Um, you changing it? No, I'm definitely not changing that. Okay. Clutch Hutch? No, I'm not even changing that one. JT, it's all up to you. Has Hallbar beat Ohio State yet? Nope. Nope. Not <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's scratch that one. That was a quick one. We're all good there. That's- Most underrated team. Oh, this is going to get fun. Most underrated team, JT. <laughs> and you know what? You know what? You can say it loud because I let you. Give, I let you talk me into this. <laughs> now I he let to you talk you. me into this. Now I, to blame you. No, no, he really, he really. Sorry, no, he really did. I'll take, I'll take the credit for picking this, but he did talk. He got me all in this Nebraska train, and I'm like, it was derailed really fast. <laughs> all right, so he had Nebraska and North Texas. I had Nebraska and Miami. I don't know which one's worse there. That's a wash. Mikey Mike predicted nine wins. Don't go anywhere, Mikey Mike. Come back. 
He's leaving the screen. Um, Mikey Mike predicted nine wins for his Florida State Seminoles. And Clutch Hutch said Army. So, JT, would you change your answer? And if so, to what team? Who? Absolutely, I would change my answer. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'd probably change it, to be honest with you, um, to – to SMU and just the way they they balled out this year, they ended up ten and two. At one point, they were eight and zero at the end of October, and just what the coach Sonny Dykes did this year with that team in that conference, which is not as weak as everybody would like to make it out to be, uh, they definitely should have been my most underrated team. Just what they did. Yeah, that North Texas one didn't look too good, but we'll get to that a little <laughs> well, bit they later. Had, they had injuries. They we'll, had a lot of injuries. We'll get to that a little bit later. Don't you worry, <laughs> Mikey, Mike. You changing Florida State? I hope so. Come on, man. Come on. Of course, I'm changing my answer. Um, like Dez Green said, we are who we thought we were. Uh, <laughs> you should have won 10 games. <laughs> I'm actually going to surprise y'all. I'm going to say the most underrated team to me is going to go with Baylor. Um, I was shocked at what they did this year, and I still think they're not getting the props. Even they took Oklahoma to overtime. I still think people respect them, and I really, I think they're still underrated. So, my picks, I'm going with Baylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one, Mike. Um, it, it, I actually had Baylor written down on mine. Oh, you, you did? Know, I, just feel like, <laughs> I, was, I was watching their games, man, and they, they just, they just, they get after it. They yeah. get after it. You know, I feel like they, they generated, a, um, you know, a name for themselves as, as far as like defensive fronts go. Their deep, their pass rush has been attacking the quarterback. And they stay in close football games, no matter who the opponent. So I, I back you up right there, Mike. I'm gonna say Baylor on that one. I, Mike, I, Mikey, Mike, I had that one down Baylor as well. I'll do two quick ones. LSU. I don't think anyone thought this, right? They were def- no, no. They were underrated going yeah. in, and then you don't agree, JT? No, no, no. I said nobody saw. Oh, that right, right, right. I agree. And then another one, App State. We never give this team enough credit for yeah. what they do because we don't watch them. But that's why they're underrated. <laughs> cause, no, because they're not on TV. That's why we don't watch they them. They are. We just choose not to watch them. They are, though. We don't. Look You're it right. up. They're, yeah, they're the noon the, the, games the, 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 on ESPN3. Yeah. They, I mean, they are. Um, so, most overrated players. JT had Justin Herbert. I had Justin Ross. Mikey Mike had Tua. And Clutch Hutch. Ooh, dare I say this. <laughs> Justin Fields. Mm. So, JT, are you changing it, and if so, to who now? Hell of no. Of course you I would. I knew he was. You never he change. Was. He's still overrated. <laughs> Come on, time out. Did he prove at any point this season that he was one of the top players in college football or that he's going to be a top NFL quarterback next year? So, no. So for he's the, still overrated. So, for the viewers at home, JT does not like – he has a certain distaste for certain people in the sports world. Dave Gettleman, Steve Kerr. Who are the other guys? You know, JT. Don't make me always have to Oh, you know him. You, you, you're about to put the list out I'll, there on well, blast. Go ahead. You, you, know, you know who it is. I'm adding Justin Herbert now <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers because you had Aaron Rodgers, Steve Kerr, and Dave Gettleman. And he, they could have saved the world from devastation, and he would still say, oh, that, that was overrated. That was overrated. So let's add <laughs> Justin Herbert to it. But go ahead. You're not changing. You're leaving Justin Herbert? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Mikey Mike. The Tua, I think you kind of mentioned, is going to be because of his injuries, yeah, yeah. which you actually predicted. So are you keeping it as Tua, or did he do enough to show you, like, hey, if this guy stays healthy, 
Or I would still draft him even if he's not healthy. No, uh, I still think Tua is overrated. I'm sticking with my pick, especially because of all the hype he has. Can I add something else into this? Donato, that Justin, uh, that Justin Herbert pick for JT, I truly believe that he only made that pick because of you. <laughs> I think that was just to go against you. <laughs> no, because I've seen him play. He's, even when they beat Utah, he wasn't the he They wasn't beat the your darlings. Beat like, Come on, just, man. <laughs> he's just – he's just ha, has he proven that he is the top quarterback, in like a top quarterback in the country? No. Like nobody mentions him when they think about top offensive players in college football. But everybody in the draft community is like, oh, he's for sure going to be a top five pick. I don't get it. We'll see. He, you're right, Bo Mike. Nix, Bo Nix looked better. Bo Nix looked better in that game than Justin Herbert. Mike, I, so, I'll put him up there. Mike, you're so right. He only <laughs> picked that because he knows how much I like Herbert, and Herbert truly is good. Uh, Aaron, are you changing Justin Fields? I hope you are. <laughs> yeah, let me go ahead and change the Heisman. Uh, you know, one of the finalists for the Heisman. Although I will say, you guys might not agree with me here. I feel like out of all the people tonight for the Heisman, uh, I feel like he's. Least qualified to be up there. Although he is on an undefeated Ohio State team, you know, he has a little – he has some stats to back him up. I just – when I watch him, I watch his mechanics and just the way the ball looks coming out of his hands, he's he's just, he's not there yet. He's not there yet for me. Although he is young, he's got time. He's got time to get there. He's definitely got time to get there. This, this sophomore, he's, he's – you know, but I, I was watching a lot of these games the last couple weeks, Donato. And that ball just looks ugly coming out of his hand. Even on the deep ball, it just floats there, kind of spirals. He got that duck Tim looking. Tebow deep ball. He got the Tim Tebow deep ball. <laughs> you know, he is still overrated in my eyes for being a Heisman finalist. But I might go ahead and change that. Um, you know, we already mentioned Justin Herbert. But I might even say, like, Shea Patterson or, like, you know, Michigan's quarterback or somewhere. He was up for the Heisman, like a preseason Heisman pick. And we're talking about Michigan as one of the most overrated teams. So, you know, if he was handling the business that he should have been taken care of, then they would not be in that conversation. So I'm going to go ahead and throw those two names in there also. In all fairness, Jim Harbaugh does that to a lot of players at Michigan. That is true. That is true. Just ask ask your real peppers. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, the Ohio State fans that don't like what Clutch Hutch said about Justin Fields – we gave you his social media stuff, so please don't send any of that noise to JT in the dawn. That was not our opinion. I'm all right. I'm keeping Justin Ross. You guys laughed at me like, oh, did you see what he did in the playoffs? Yes, that was two games. You know what he did this year against Georgia Tech? Three catches, 13 yards. You know what he did against Wake Forest? Three catches, 18 yards. He only had did one he play game. The full, did he play the full game against those teams? Yes, yes. Even if he didn't, what sort of impact do you make in the first three quarters of a game? Three catches, 13 yards? Now, now can we? I, I, I know where you're going with this because these stats back up your argument. But can we reserve the right to throw this in your face if they go when they go to the playoffs, they're going to play two games where they're going to have to play four quarters and he goes off? No, because is David Tyree overrated? Yeah, but he oh, made wow. a great Justin catch. Justin Ross is David Tyree now. He made a great catch. Oh, my Mikey Mike, are you gonna you gonna back me up on this? <laughs> Let me give you hold on, Mikey Mike, hold on, Mikey Mike. One more stat I'll give you. He had only one game over a hundred yards. Only one game. Now I will throw one other guy in here that's got to get overrated is Adrian Martinez. All right, that's that's all on me. That's my fault. Yeah, I feel, I feel like that he, was already. Implied. Everyone's 
just hyped him up so much. But Mikey Mike, come on. Justin Ross, three catches in multiple games, less than 20 yards in those games. Only had one game over 100 yards, and that was late in the season. Yeah, I, I agree. I have to go with Justin Ross. Like, I agree with you, Donato. That's, but I think it's the whole Clemson team overall kind of disappointed us. Um, later on, you, one of my answers, you'll see that I'm disappointed in Clemson overall. You know, they're, they're in the playoffs, so you can't argue, and they won all their games. They did what they're supposed to do. So disappointed. Well, so disappointed. I wouldn't say – I wouldn't say Clemson disappointed or was overrated. I'm just, I thought their defense was better than people thought. Yeah, it was exactly. Either. I think that's still a great team. That's not overrated at all. I think the thing is Justin Ross being on Clemson, being with Trevor Lawrence, having Travis Etienne, I just think he's overrated as a player in terms of can what I, they expect. Can I, throw this, can I throw this out to you, though? So I, I, Obviously, I'm joking. I, I do kind of think that you were on to something with that, but I still think he's a talented receiver. But when you look at the Clemson team this year, like, Trevor Lawrence struggled in the first, like, six games of the season, and he kind of turned it on on the back end. Do you think part of that was, I think Clemson knew, because they did they had the same situation before with Deshaun Watson, where, like, they they went to the national championship the year before, and they're like, you know what, we have the team to get back. We just got to stay healthy and get the W. Like, I think they were leaning on Etienne in the running game a lot in the beginning, and they realized, you know, we had to open it up. Do you think that affected some of the receiving and like the quarterback numbers because they were possibly were trying to do that? Yeah, I'll I'll give you I'll give you that to a certain extent. Sure. Yeah, I I, I would say that that hurt all of the receivers there. But again, that doesn't mean you can't be overrated either as a receiver. Better trio, them or Bama? Ooh, I'd go I'd go Bama. Just pure talent. I'd go Bama. Pure talent then Mike Mikey Mike is right. Two is the worst quarterback of all time. There's Ooh. no way those guys shouldn't Dude, you guys are, piece. but you guys are knocking Tua like he didn't do anything. I mean, I'm he not had knocking Tua. I didn't say he was before overrated. he got hurt. He had them in position to make the college football playoffs. If Tua's in that Auburn game, I all yeah, respect. I'll respect right. Clutch Hutch. Bo Nix was really good, huge impact freshman, but he doesn't win that game against Tua that night. Uh, I agree with you. Well, well I'll, I'll say my answer for later. Another question later on when it comes to that Alabama okay. Auburn game all right. and Tua. All right. So let's go – okay, let's go most underrated player then. JT, I liked what you had. Of course LaVisca, Chenault, and Mason Fine. I like the the front part of that, but not your second guy there. Um, I had Inu Benjamin and Kenny Willekes. Mikey Mike had oh, – do we even no, need we to don't. say this? No, Mike? Yeah, you don't. better leave the no, studio again. Man. Is he even on the team still? <laughs> Jay? Is he on the team still? Hold on, let's be, let's be silent for this one. Ready? Quarterback, Florida State, James Blackman. And then Clutch Hutch is a good one. Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. All right. So let me let me start with oh, Mike. Let's get man. the elephant out of the room here. Let's get it out of the way. <laughs> Mikey Mike, are you changing that Heck pick of most yeah. underrated? Okay. Oh my oh, god. Come on, man. Stand on your guys, feet, man. Stand up for your pick. Honest, I don't even want him to play next year, man. Oh, <laughs> Mike, nobody. Y'all does. might want him to play. Y'all might win again. <laughs> no, you guys got worse talent than him. Oh man, yeah, I'm definitely changing my pick. Um, as far as who, it would have to be probably one of the freshmen we talked about earlier, like in Jane and Daniels. I I'd go with some type of freshman that might have been underrated because. I can't really think of anybody right now. Top of my head, I think it's underrated. Uh, that's not a freshman, so I'll go with Jaden Daniels just to change my pick. 
Okay, okay. I like how you're following suit with me. I like that. <laughs> JT. <laughs> JT. Actually, you know what? I want to I want to go to Clutch on this one. Oh, oh okay. I, I feel like he out. had the best pick, so I, I want to hear his victory lap. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you, JT. <laughs> you know, under as far as underrated players go, I feel like uh, my preseason pick, Brock Purdy, that's a pretty good pick in my eyes. Um, well, it, it stood valid. Uh, valid throughout the season. He, you know, they, they didn't have the best record at uh, Iowa State, but his his stat line's there. He had 37, he's like fourth in the nation right now, 3,700 yards, um, like 29 touchdowns, had QBR. It wasn't like the best, but, you know, 71. Um, and that speaks underrated. You know, he's not going to be that flashy guy, that Heisman guy, but he will get drafted. And he, uh, well, eventually, he's he's got a couple years. But he, uh, he, he he was up there. Another name I'm gonna throw out, um, from Minnesota, Antoine Winfield Jr. You know he was a safety this Ooh, year. The bloodlines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, of course, his father was you know a long-term NFL stud uh, most of his time on the Vikings as a cornerback. But he was the highest grade on his team, highest grade film grade on his team. And um, well, he was coming from injuries the last two seasons. It was his first healthy year, and going from there to being the highest grade on the team, and now on NFL boards, going into a couple more years to play. That that's, that seems pretty underrated to me. And just I was watching him, got a chance to watch him in a couple of these games. And he just covers a lot of the field. He's you know they run a lot of cover two over there, or like half the field safeties. And he's he's a fast guy. He's getting over there, breaking up passes. So I like. I'm curious to see what he's got for us next year, but Antoine Winfield Jr. is my underrated player. Okay, surprising you changed it a little bit, changed but the up. Brock Purdy was still a really good one. All right, JT, you want me to go or you want to go? Um, you know what? Uh, you know, go ahead, you'll go. Okay, because if you because because I feel like if you don't pick this guy. I, I, we can't be friends anymore. Mm. Ooh, wow. Okay, I, I think I might know who you're talking about. Let's see if I get it right. First, I'm, I'm going to add two more, but I would not change the ones I have, right? Inu Benjamin, 1,083 rushing yards, 10 touchdowns, and then Kenny Willekes, nine sacks, over 60 tackles, and he won the walk-on award, the Burlesworth Award. So you can't be underrated if you win that. So – but I'm going to add two guys. I'm going to add the running back at LSU, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. All right? You love him. Uh, he's great. You, you, you just love him because he's short and chubby. <laughs> I, I knew he was going to say that. And the name. And the name. That's a great name. He's light-skinned Jones Drew. That's why you love him. That's the only reason you like him. <laughs> that's a great name, too. And then the other guy from the U, Gregory Russo. I'm, there we there go. We there go. we go. Now, now, now we can still be friends. That was that, that's amazing. Like that wasn't even planned right there. Because Clutch Hutch in studio, you can see I have it written down. It's written down, folks. So I mean, this guy balled out on the defensive line. JT, I'll let you take it from here, but it's definitely Russo's got to be one of the most underrated. He's gonna have a lot of hype going in the next year, though. That's what oh, I'm worried about. Oh, for sure, man. He he led the ACC in sacks with 14. I think he was like tops and like tackles for loss in the nation. Like, I think he was, like, two and a half, like, at one point off the nation lead. So, I will tell you this. I saw a couple of UM games in person this year, and one of the things that pissed me off early on was that we didn't have any team speed on defense. He has it, and I think he's going to be a stud. And if he keeps this up, nobody is going to be able to say anything about him getting the invite to New York for the Heisman because he will have the stats to back it up. But, yeah, definitely that was my change 
to the most underrated player. Yeah, we're still friends. Yeah, for now. <laughs> yeah, don't don't ruin it. Well, don't ruin it until you do it too much. Well, until this category, because this is the one I've been waiting for. If you listen, you got to go back and listen to episode eighteen when we talk about most overrated coach, because we had a huge disagreement here, Mikey, Mike, and I. Clutch Hutch again, one of the nicest guys. I don't think he took a side there, but Mikey. Mike, he just—he's saying that because he's sitting next to you, man. Don't fall for that. Mikey, Mike, and I. All right, we're definitely on one side. JT on the other. When it came to JT's pick, so but let me go through the other ones first because I want to get the JT's pick. That's going to be the hot topic. Aaron and I picked Chip Kelly. I'm glad I finally picked one with the expert. It took a lot of guts to pick that, Chip <laughs> Kelly. I couldn't believe you guys went there. You went all the way out on the ledge. I mean, like, yeah, all that, the way that out. that was way out on the ledge. That was rough. That so, was rough. right now, Aaron, definitely re- retaining you as an expert. Mikey Mike, you're in good graces as an expert, too, so no worries there. Jim Harbaugh was Mikey Mike's most overrated coach. And then, so before I get to JT's, Mikey Mike, Aaron, would you change yours? I'm going to keep mine, uh, Don. You know, Chip Kelly over at UCLA, NFL coach. You're going back down to the NCAA. You're supposed to be balling out, you know, drawing up everything you had with Philly, doing, changing the game, doing this, doing that, and you just didn't do that, man. You have a good, talented team, and you couldn't get 500. So, like, I don't know. No. you See, what you didn't say was he did drop what he used in Philly, and that's why he still sucks. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is then, JT, because he took those same plays he used in Philly that got him fired and ran him at UCLA and didn't win anything. Get out of here, Chip Kelly. You're garbage. Get out. Overrated. Wow. Relax over here, Aaron. No, no, no. Amp that up. Um, Mikey, Mike, are you changing your no, Jim Harbaugh? Never. Until until he's no. gone from Michigan, right, I'm never Don't. changing that. All right, good. Don't delay the inevitable here because we want to get the no. JT's pick. JT picked Kirk Ferentz, coach of Iowa, most overrated. JT, I know you're not going to change it, but do you want to change it? No, I am going to change it. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. You guys, one one thing I'll I'll admit when either I'm wrong or I'll admit when I've been swayed, in my opinion, by good arguments by others. And I felt like when I went back immediately after we recorded that initial episode and you guys made the case for Kurt Ferentz about all the guys he's put in the NFL and how much he had won, even though I thought he should have won more with those guys on his team. The fact that they won nine games this year, I didn't I didn't know anybody was on that team. They won nine games. So I was impressed. I see why they do keep him around. And you guys made a great point in the previous show about it's Iowa. Who the hell's going to go there? <laughs> Well, that's what I was going to say. That was the only thing I think that Mike and I uh, disagreed with you was you thought, oh, they could do better. And we said, nine wins at Iowa? They right, can. Right they now. Can. At- they can do better, yes, but I, he's, I don't think he's overrated. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I don't think they can do better than Kirk Ferentz because he's a really yes. good coach. Like right now, Florida State and Miami would take nine wins in Kirk Ferentz. I think there's no doubt. If Kirk Ferentz came to Miami, it'd be the worst thing we ever did. But that's my opinion. That's, that's, let's not get into it. But it doesn't mean he's not a good coach. Doesn't Mike? Were you beat? Were you? Would you be beating down the door to get Kirk Ferentz, the next coach of FSU? No, but I kind of. I don't want to step on my own toes because my next, the next topic, I might. Yeah. So okay, uh, I'll be happy. I'll be happy. I put it like that. I'll be. I'll there you be go. Happy. You'll be happy. Okay. There you go. Mikey, Mikey, Mike will be happy. <laughs> okay. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. So let's go most underrated coach. 
So JT had Mark D'Antonio. I had Chris, uh, Mark D'Antonio of Michigan State. I had Chris. Damn, I, I, I clearly don't know coaches. When I see These are all crap. <laughs> I had Chris Peterson of Washington. Mikey Mike had Matt Campbell of Iowa State in Clutch Hutch. He was on the Auburn train this year. Gus Malzahn. Uh, Hutch, let me start with you. You changing it? I'm not changing that, Don. You know, Gus Malzahn, that's one of my favorite guys right now. Just the way his offense. Don't change who you are, Clutch Hutch. Stay the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, got to stay the same. Being a Howard guy. Uh, when I graduated in 17, our my coach, Brendan Marion, got a chance to, you know, he co- he was a player under Gus Malzahn, and he brought his whole offense to Howard and, you know, took us to top five offense in the nation. And Gus Malzahn is just doing the same thing with Auburn, you know, bringing a freshman quarterback in, being able to do some crazy, amazing things with that, being 9-3, and three, getting to play in the Outback Bowl. That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. So I'm going to keep Gus Malzahn there as my – most underrated coach right there. That's why we bring you on. Former player, give us that insight. JT loves that stuff. Um, Mikey Mike. I mean, it's either it's, – I'd much rather do that than listen to you. <laughs> so nice, right? So nice. <laughs> Mikey Mike, you keeping Matt Campbell? Yeah. I like this one you, when you originally I'm picked it. it. And um, I'm definitely okay. keeping that pick because even when Florida State let go of Willie Taggart, you could ask – I don't know if I told you, JT, but um, I had other conversations with people outside and – I really wanted Matt Campbell. I wanted Matt Campbell or P.J. Fleck. Those are my two picks to take over Florida State. So I definitely I had to stick with my pick because when I saw he re-up with Iowa State, I was like, ah, oh, dang. Yeah, row the boat, row the boat. Row, <laughs> row the boat. Row. I was row the row. boat. I was, I was ready to row. But, um, but yeah, I, I'm definitely sticking my pick, Matt Campbell. JT hates the <laughs> row the boat. Um, JT <laughs> – if we can just make it through one show without saying that. <laughs> Jesus, man. Uh, JT, you changing uh, one of my Italian paisans? Are you changing Mark D'Antonio? Here's the thing. Do I think he's an underrated coach still? Absolutely. Did they have a sorry year? <laughs> yes, they did. Okay. So it's kind, it's kind of hard for me to say that he's still not underrated. That's really hard. But um, uh, I'll say this. I'll change, as much as I don't like this guy, I'll change my underrated coach or I'll add him as a co-underrated coach. I really hate him a lot. And he's not on that list of, like, five, but he's, like, a sub. Like, if like one of those guys goes down, I could sub this guy into, like, my most hated list. Man, this is it is Brian Kelly, the Notre, the Notre Dame head coach. Ooh. And I know everybody thinks Notre Dame is, like, this powerhouse, but they're really not. They I don't think they get the same athletes they used to, like – when you see them play, you just never think like, "Oh, they're that great." And then you look up, and they got ten wins every year. Like I don't know how. And it, I mean, they have okay quarterback play. They don't have the best athletes, and it's really just the name. But they're not recruiting that way. So I would go with Brian Kelly. He's like my most underrated coach, along with uh, Mark at Michigan State. I don't like him, but he just does it every year. That's actually a good one. He he's had his bad years too, and I think that gets overshadowed. Like, that overshadows his good seasons. Um, he took Manta Teo to a national championship game with an invisible <laughs> girlfriend. So, I mean, that right there, oh, that's a really good coach. Like, he was coaching people that weren't even there. Like, that's pretty good. Oh, my. That's such a low blow. Anyway, Chris Peterson. He, side, so side note. Side note. Sorry, before you move on. Um, I know we're joking around, but congratulations to Manta Teo. He actually does have a real girlfriend right now. Go look it up on IG. There's pictures everywhere. I'm really happy for him. 
The shade. That's such the a low shade. blow. Wow. I bet you you would have said that to Man Tate if he was right there next to you right now. You know what? I would sit him down and we'd have a conversation. I'd be like, look, Man Tate, this is what it is. I'm happy for you. She's gorgeous. Yeah, see? Change your tone And then I real proceed quick. to run a four flat the other way. You change your tone. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Chris Peterson, I still think he's underrated, even though he's leaving Washington. The Great things there. I'm going to add these two guys, and they had great years. But, again, they got no respect on this show early on, including myself and especially JT, Ryan Day, and Coach O. I mean, those guys had the best seasons, and no one expected it. A lot of that, yes, they got a lot of talent on the team. A lot of that was coaching this year, and I don't think we can deny that. So I think they have to be on that list, most underrated for this year. Obviously, next year that will change, but this year? They had to have been some of the most underrated guys. Um, coaches on the hot seat. So this is our last prediction segment that we're. This was recapping. a bailout. This I don't. Before you get into some people on this list were bailed out. <laughs> so, All right, JT and Mikey Mike both had Clay Helton. Are you guys changing he's still on that? the hot seat? Because hell no, he's, he's still in the hot seat because he's still there. He's still in the hot seat. He's still in the hot seat. <laughs> it's a year. Flaming. It's a game yeah. to game with him at this point. <laughs> Uh, Clutch Hutch, Lovey Smith. I'm a yeah, Lovey Smith. He's st- I mean he technically he's still in the hot seat. Although Illinois had their best year under Lovey Smith, the best year is 500. You went six and six, and you know, ah, uh, just going from once again these NFL coaches coming back. I just expect more from you, and you know you're in the fifth year of your contract coming up. Actually, let's see if you get resigned first before you get to this next year. But if they bring you back, you're definitely still on the hot seat. You can't be going six and six. So, man, y'all just go out, man. Free Lovey Smith. He don't want to be there. <laughs> he don't want to be there. He's looking rough. <laughs> uh, Bob Davy, Bob Davy. I mean, he's no longer on the hot seat because he's gone. <laughs> so, I I kind of like my prediction the there. Want, Who the hell wants the coach there? <laughs> <laughs> He is gone. They're going to pay him a $825,000 buyout for the last season on the contract or oh over the next, God. like, 30 months or something. So, Bob Davey was definitely on the hot seat. He's out. And uh, that is the end of our recap section of reviewing the preview show. And so now, JT, we've got some actual award winners that got some hardware. So, let's go. let's go over that. Yeah, so enough about the past because, you know, the past is always painful. We're going to go into the present. Uh, just shout out to our college football experts. I think you guys did a great job. Um, that's why we have you guys on. Uh, you guys were spot on with a lot of things you guys predicted. So next next year I will be consulting with you guys before I head to Vegas and I'll be making some money. But, yeah, let's. what we're going to do is we're going to walk through these uh, award winners and I just want to know um, if you guys agree or disagree and why. So let's go with the uh, Maxwell and Walter Camp Award winner, which is basically the best player in the nation. Uh, Joe Burrow, the quarterback from LSU, won both of those. Uh, Clutch Hutch, you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give it to him. Undefeated season, came out of nowhere, and was the most consistent player of the year. You know, kept him. He, he actually earned some of those wins. You know, he drove back, was, was dedicated, and came back from a couple of, you know, being down a game. And got a got some crucial wins on the stretch. So yeah, I'll keep Joe Burrow. I like the dude. All right, cool. Don, agree or disagree? I uh, definitely agree. All right, Mikey, Mike, definitely you agree, agree or disagree? 
I'm, I'm with you guys. I agree. Best player in the country on offense. Uh, Home Depot Award, which is the coach of the year. Coach O, Ed Orgeron from LSU. Agree or disagree, oh, Mikey agree. Mike? Hell of a job. Clutch Hutch, you agree? I agree, man. That guy's a dog. Ah, yes. I Don, you agree? I agree. Most under One of the most underrated coaches. I agree, and I wish I had Coach Connor here to say my answer for me in his Ed Orgeron voice. He is so good at that. Great impersonation. <laughs> Shout out to, yeah, to Coach Yeah, we did. That was amazing. That was amazing. So, so JT, let me, let's let, go to the J- Jim Thorpe Award, which goes to the best defensive J- back in the country. Huh? JT, real quick, this is what I'm going to do because I kind of agree mm-hmm. with all of these, to be honest. I'm going to go through the wrist, mm-hmm. r- list real well, I don't agree okay, with all these. Okay, but, so but. let's do this. I'm going to go through the list real quick. And then I'm going to throw it around to you guys because I agree with all of these. I, I don't really have an argument against any of these. So I want to know which ones you actually disagree with. All right. So I'll go through the list, swing it around. You tell me which ones then you disagree with and why. Who would you put in? Because JT obviously got to disagree with the writers. Always. It's, it's inevitable. So Jim Thorpe Award, like JT said, defensive back. Best defensive back went to Grant Delpit, LSU. The Butkus Award, Best Linebacker, Isaiah uh, Simmons of Clemson. The Doak Walker, Best Running Back, Jonathan Taylor of Wisconsin. Belitnikoff Award, Best Receiver, Jamar Chase of LSU. The Bednarik and Nagurski Award, basically the Best Defensive Players. There's two separate awards there. Chase Young, Ohio State. The Burlesworth Trophy, uh, Best Walk-On, Kenny Willekes, as we mentioned earlier. And then the Broyles Award, Best Assistant Coach, JT's favorite, the passing coordinator of uh, the passing game coordinator of LSU, Joe Brady. So JT, which ones don't you dis or which ones don't you agree with, and who would you put? I don't agree with the Jim Thorpe Award. I thought it should have been Jeff Okuda from Ohio State. He had more picks, more forced fumbles, and he was the leader of the nation's number one defense against the pass at Ohio State. So I think he should have gotten it over Grant Delpit. But I know you love Delpit. And I disagree with the uh, the Burlesworth Trophy. That's a lifetime achievement award. That's got to go to Rodrigo Blankenship, the kicker from Georgia. Goggles, oh, come on, man. Oh, you mean the dude that missed the the kick against South Carolina to blow Georgia's chances? Come on, man. It's yeah, goggles, yeah, man. Yeah, you got to right, give right. you got to give it the goggles, man. He's been there since the '60s, man. That's the man. Goggles. Anybody else disagree with um, any of these? You guys wrong well, for with me. I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm so glad that y'all mentioned what the Burlesworth Trophy was earlier in the, in the episode because I had no clue what that was. Don't say that. We don't want to remove your title. <laughs> I have to admit, guys. I'm so glad y'all said that. But um, I don't disagree with the Burles Award. Only a little bit. I'm confused. How can you be the best assistant coach when you're not even the top assistant on that side of the ball? So, so shouldn't it go to the offensive coordinator at LSU? But I feel like I feel like Brady's yeah, he's getting, getting the, hype, the hype, but he's turned around LSU. But so it's got to go to him. I think it's him because you look historically, LSU's always been a good yeah, running sure. offense. He's specifically the passing game coordinator, and I think that's where the change has been. And I think that's why a lot of people put the focus on him. Mm, all right, that's my only argument is that I think it should go to the offensive coordinator. Who, who would? Well, I don't know. I don't you have think a lot, guys. The, I don't know who the office coordinator is, so <laughs> I guess I have to go to Joe Brady. <laughs> he, he, I thought you were going to say Browns for FSU. Wow. J, JT, you might be right. We might have to take that expert title off. He just lost it in the last two minutes right there. He's like, what's a Heisman again? I didn't know what the Heisman was. I'm, I'm glad y'all told me. Clutch. Your car is really oh, ripped up on my man. Clutch. 
Clutch Hutch, you changing any of those into who? I, I like all these actually. Um, my favorite one right now is is the Jamar Chase one. The 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 built Blitnikoff. How do you say that, Don? Built Litnikoff. Blitnikoff. 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 Man, the wide receiver, best wide receiver in the nation award. Man, he he has the stats to back all that. You know, Jamar Chase was leading the league in receiving, receiving yards, receiving touchdowns. You just can't beat that. The only person I might have chose, you know, a little different other than him would have been, you know, maybe a Jerry Judy or somebody. But, you know, they kind of fell off towards the end of the season. So I definitely understand why the Riders chose these guys. Uh, I like them all, that man. man. I'm had 18 touchdowns. Let him shine. Yeah, he shine. He shine. I'm not. Th- I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm just throwing a little bit of favoritism in there. I feel you. Hey, side note before we move on to the next topic, I agree with you, Clutch Hutch. I actually tried to find every reason to not put Jamar Chase on this list. And I saw he had the 18 touchdowns. I knew that, but yeah. then I looked get, at his stats against the top 25 teams. He balled out for almost 600 yards and four touchdowns against top 25 teams. Crazy. So I had to put my foot in my mouth. So let's just move on to the season as a whole. So I want to hear from you guys. What was the biggest storyline or basically what will this season be remembered for in your opinion? Let's go to Mikey Mike first. Um, I think the season is going to be remembered for number one. I too. Number one. James Blackman. <laughs> number one, the Bama dynasty is over. And but at the same time, it kind of might not be. I think we're, they're going to eventually add more teams to the playoffs due to the simple fact that Bama did not get in this year and they're going to look at different ways to try to get them in. So I think it's going to be remembered for this might be the beginning of a change in the college football playoff system. All right, Clutch Hutch, what do you think this season is going to be remembered for most? Mikey, Mike, I just have to agree with you, man. I was thinking about it like, what, man, this is the first time Bama has not been in the college football playoffs, and that's what we will remember because you got to imagine they're going to be there next year and a year after that. They're Bama. Come on now. Nick Saban's there. They got to be there. Uh, another if Tua th- comes back, they will. Yeah, yeah, there you go. They have Tua. They're always going to have a good quarterback. But another thing I will remember, I feel like every season you just remember the Heisman winner. So Joe Burrow, um, you got to think he's going to win the Heisman Trophy tonight. And um, just looking back at it, it came kind of came out of nowhere, you know. Then nobody was really talking about him before the season and just took LSU to an undefeated season and became the Heisman winner. That's something, you know, to reflect on when you think about everything towards the end of the season. So I'll go with – you know, the Heisman winner, and Bama not making the playoffs. Don, how about you? What's going to be your fondest memory of the 2019 season? Kind of what Clutch Hutch was saying. Joe Burrow and LSU, basically. Their whole dream season, um, especially for the team they beat. Bama, Florida, Auburn, Texas, Georgia, all five teams in the top 25. At the time, they beat them. Some of those in the top 10, some in the top five. So... It's going to be LSU, especially if they win. Uh, and also the Tua injury, such a huge injury that we don't – domino. Yeah, like the domino effect of it for not only him personally but the team in college football. But then just to have a star player like that suffer such a, a bad injury that really maybe ruins his career. Hopefully not. Um, but it's got to be remembered for that too, um, kind of like the Bo Jackson injury. So – when he was with the Raiders. So I, I think those two things. I agree with a lot of you. Um, I, to me, it's a no-brainer. It's going to be just how the LSU offense progressed from, remember, the Titans to the Kansas City Chiefs. So just that transformation of the LSU offense will be 
the biggest storyline. Also, too, just how hard it is to recruit when you don't, or you, when you aren't a coach at Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, or LSU. Like, just look at the guys that have swapped in and out of those schools and in those programs to other programs, and like how much talent they have. Just, I, just props to guys like PJ Fleck and guys that have like you know really won all these big games without that big recruiting base. But yeah, it's LSU. Um, so let's we're gonna move on to disappointments, and we're gonna go by player first, and then we're getting the team. So I want one player from everyone this year that was a disappointment. Don, I'm actually gonna start with you. Kellen Mond. Uh, this was a second year under Jimbo Fisher. What? Oh, he was amazing. What are you talking about? <laughs> he threw. Honestly, no, 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 no. He is underrated. He is a great passer. I mean, he only threw for a little over 2,800 yards, 19 touchdowns, nine interceptions. But it comes back to the record, JT. Seven and five, four and four in the SEC. Like I said, second year under Jimbo. Why he was a disappointment, I still wanted him to take a bigger step, and I just didn't see it. Jimbo also coached Jameis Winston. We saw that ended. Clutch Hutch, who you got? Disappointing player. Uh, well, my disappointing player is not necessarily talent. I'm going with, like, Tua's injury just because you just love to see him play. You just love to see, you know, Bama get out there and go after it. And he was, he's an amazing player. And for him to just get injured on, on a fluke accident, it's just pretty disappointing, you know, just hurts his draft stock. You, I was kind of excited about him. But hopefully, you know, like like we mentioned earlier, hopefully he can bounce back and keep it rolling. But that was pretty disappointing for me to see that man go down. Disappointing slash depression, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, Mikey Mike, who you got? Um, I'm going to stay in the state of Texas, and I'm going to say Sam Ellinger. Um, whenever you get on a national stage. <laughs> we told you he sucked at the beginning of <laughs> the year. Whenever you get on a national stage after they beat, was it beat Georgia? <laughs> Is that who they beat? And you say that we are back. Uh you better make sure y'all are back. And so I'm de- Texas says they're back every time they do something. They fire their coach. We're back. <laughs> I agree. Baker <laughs> Mayfield, matter. like, I'm done with this. We're back. No, you're not. So I'm going to go with Sam Ellinger. So I, I originally put down three just because I didn't want to make sure that you guys didn't pick any of these guys, and you didn't. But I'm not going to go too deep into it. Jake Fromm, you know how I feel about him. I feel like he's been disappointing. De'Aaron King, the quarterback from Houston, I wanted to say he was disappointing just the whole way it went down. I've never seen someone shut it down in the middle of the season <laughs> when they're healthy and just redshirt because they want to transfer. They went one and three, and I don't know what's going on with that. But to me, the most disappointing player was Hunter Johnson, the quarterback from Northwestern. You're a five-star <laughs> recruit, and you went to Clemson. Like, you are supposed to be a beast. And this just proved to me why Trevor Lawrence is the person the Dolphins should be targeting, is that he didn't even win the job when he went to Northwestern. The guy had to get injured. Hunter Johnson came in, went one and four. He threw for 432 yards, one touchdown, four interceptions, and he had one game over 100 yards passing. That is disappointing as hell. He was a five-star recruit. So let's flip it to the team perspective. Who was the most disappointing team this year? Clutch Hush, let's go to you first. Well, it hurts me to say this. You know, my, my most disappointing team was my favorite team. I'm a West Virginia fan. You know, West Virginia, they oh, were awful this year. The worst time, the the worst time they ever had in their conference, the worst season they had in their conference, sub 500. You know, they had a new coach, uh, Neil Brown. He just wasn't working. Ah, he hasn't figured it out yet. They, haven't, they don't have it figured out. Three and six in the conference, that's not going to cut it. Come on, guys. What are you doing? They just – they made like – they made it hard to be a West Virginia fan this year. I'm still repping my boys, but, you know, it was pretty disappointing out there, JT. 
Yes, those Tavon Day, Austin. Tavon Austin days are you gone, know. so he's not coming back. <laughs> Mikey on, Mike, man. most disappointing team. If you don't say who I think you're saying, then you're just being a homer. Well, I'm going to be uh, – I'm going against you, but um, the most disappointing team for me, I'm going to have to go with Michigan. Um, even though they had a good season – we always know Michigan can win nine, nine or ten wins. We always know that. How was that disappointing? They did what you because thought they were going to do. Because you have to take that next step and beat Ohio State. And the thing is, they're not even challenging Ohio State. Like, not even challenging them. So, like, that's a disappointment to me because everybody knows they're like Georgia. They're always going to have nine or ten wins. So, to take that next step, you had to beat your big rival or overcome that big-time game. And they're not even close to even – Competing with Ohio State, so I'm definitely gonna go to and Michigan. The, and to think, to think that Mikey Mike is actually a Michigan fan. Don, who you got? One, I want to go back to JT. Do you know what the rivalry between Penn and West Virginia yeah, is it's called? Yeah, backyard yet? brawl. It's the backyard ball, bro. That's so what you I said. Said. See, he still no, does it. You said bowl. Mike, Mike, you weren't supposed bowl. to help him. Oh, <laughs> I said it. The backyard bowl. <laughs> <laughs> what? Brawl, the backyard brawl, like bowl. a fight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, pains me to say this. Nebraska, three and six in the conference, <laughs> like West Virginia, but they're in the Come big. On. But they're in the Big Ten, five and seven overall. Not even a bowl game for Scott Frost. And they, they were, were four second, and eight last year. <laughs> they were second to last in the Big Ten West. They ended up behind Illinois. That says it all right there. Yeah, I got Nebraska too. I got to eat that one. Can I Scott Frost has fallen on his face since he's gotten there. This is bad. They should be a nine. He got an extension. No, nah, I just want to throw in a little FCS in there. As, as you know, my alma mater, Howard University. Guys, come on, man. What happened this year? <laughs> when I, you know, we lost a coach. You know, Mike Lund is out of there. We got Price in there. Well, he's gone also. But, Howard, come on. I just need a little bit more of you. Kalen Newton, we, we, you know, he redshirted and he entered the transfer portal. Had a, you know, freshman quarterback come in. But I was also pretty disappointed with. Well, don't feel bad. We're all disappointed with all of our schools this year. So let's flip it around to surprises. Uh, surprise player. Uh, Mikey, Mike, let's go to you first. Ooh, surprise player that stepped up. Mm. I'm going to I'm gonna have to go with. I'm really going to have to go with Joe Burrow. Like the the stats that he put up was just ridiculous. So I'm definitely going to go with Joe Burrow um, only because I still personally don't think he's going to be a good NFL prospect. But he dominated the college game this year, so I definitely have to go with, go with him. You're rubbing off on me. Don, who you got? Yeah, hard to go against Joe Burrow or Justin Fields. I'll throw Justin Fields in there too because a lot of people didn't think he could do this. Um, one other guy is surprised I will throw in there, Chubba Hubbard, the oh, Oklahoma. Man, he just yeah. had to steal my guy. Oh, Why'd you have I'm to go sorry. two? Just go one. <laughs> All right, I'll go Justin Fields. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you already ruined it. Yeah, I, I'm going with Hubbard, the running back from Oklahoma State. This is honestly who I should have made my Heisman dark horse. Over 1,900 yards rushing, 21 touchdowns. He came out of nowhere. He was just a monster. So, yeah, that's definitely my biggest surprise as a player. Let's go to the team. Who was everyone's surprise team this year? Uh, Clutch, I'm really interested to hear who you got. Man, it's it's not even that interesting, JT. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, 
I just didn't think LSU was gonna go undefeated, man. They they weren't in the AP bowl that high. I mean the the preseason poll that high, and now they they fought their way to number one. That's that's shocking to me, man. That that really did surprise me. If you like were to tell me that before the season, I would have thought you were on something. You know, I didn't think they had it in them, and they're just shocking me overall. So You're right, you know, I didn't think not, they had over 14 points a game in them either. So I was definitely exactly, surprised. <laughs> exactly. You know, so that's pretty surprising to be that. And a lot of credit to Coach O over there. He, he like uh, the Don said, you know, he's he knows what he's doing over there, and he earned his rep this year. So LSU most surprising. Don, before I go to you, you know what we got to do? Anytime that we talk about Coach O in the show, we got to have like. <laughs> We got to record Coach Connor, and then we just got to insert that in because I feel like it's too funny. It's got to be, like, on the spot, it, on demand. Yeah, it's got to be, like, the Hakeem Nicks laugh for the Dan Levitard show. Exactly. Like, we've got to throw in we Coach O. Anytime, like anytime someone says Coach O, yep, we'll pre-record the impersonation by, by Coach C, as JT likes to call him. And, uh, yeah, that's a great we'll, – we'll get on that. We'll get on that. We'll, we'll have to see if he can do us that favor. But who do you um, got? I've got – uh, Minnesota, row the boat. Can row we the stop boat. Saying that? <laughs> That's not even Listen. a Minnesota thing. <laughs> it's no. Why you can't go no, everywhere and say row the boat? Like you got to change it up. Actually, he's, he's allowed. He's gonna go coach at community no, 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 college, no, no. and they're gonna say row he, the boat. He's, a, he's allowed. He's come to a settlement with Western Michigan that he gets to take that wherever he goes. So they're number 18th in the country, 10 and two, beat Penn State. They, I think they turned the corner with P.J. Fleck. No one saw this. Come on. Beating Penn State, having a shot at possibly the Big Ten championship or a playoff, like, what, three-quarters of the way through the season? Come on. Row the boat, JT. Just one time. <laughs> Negative. Mikey Mike, please save me. Okay. My surprise team, it's going to be a surprise, disappointment, heartbreak, just sad overall. I'm going with my Florida State Seminoles. I was shocked and appalled at how we played we this year. <laughs> I was we tried to tell you you guys appalled, are in worse shape than us. Appalled. I, I, I was hyped up with the Willie Taggart hire and the bringing in Kendall Browse, and it was a mess. A mess. Um, I know Jimmy says, JT says that we don't have talent. Um, Rivals ranking says different. And other teams that had the same rankings are still winning with their players. So I'm about to go with, as a surprise team, I'm going with Florida State. Um, I already mentioned this earlier, and my surprise team was SMU. And you just mentioned, Donato, that Minnesota finished with a 10-win season, but so did they. They were 10-2. I just think what Sonny Dykes has done, he's just a second-year head coach there, is just ridiculous. First of all, he made a former Texas Longhorn quarterback, and we, they forgot about him, Shane Bouchelle. He was just off off the charts this year, he led SMU's offense to over 500 yards per game and 43 points per game. So they were putting up numbers like it was nobody's business. And he turned Shane Bouchelle into a top quarterback. I think it was something like top 10 in passing yards per game and passing touchdowns per game. So that was a pretty good year for him. I mean, any other year, he might be considered for a Heisman. And also, too, they were surprising because – for the future, I think what Dykes is doing in that whole transfer portal is going to be dangerous for the state of Texas. They had 19 guys that transferred there, and they were all guys that were big recruits or pretty good recruits. They went other places, either in Texas or to other big schools. They flamed out, and they all came back home to that Dallas area, and they all balled up this year. So 
they're my surprise team this year, and I'll probably pick them next year going into next season just because of what he's doing. So I know we already went to what's the biggest storyline, but let's take it down to either a game or a moment for you guys. What was the biggest gamer moment for this college football season? Mikey Mike. I'm sticking with what I said earlier. Bama going down to Auburn and losing. Dynasty's over, in my personal opinion. I think that was the best moment. Only, I have to say it's only because I just have such a distaste for Alabama. So that's why that was such a great, great moment for me um, as far as Alabama going down and getting that second loss of the season. So that, to me, that was the best moment of the season for me. All right, Don, how about you? So I picked best game and a moment because I got to give some love to the Hurricanes, all right? We've dogged them. But the best game, Bama LSU, 46-41. Most points allowed by Bama um, in the Saban era. Most points scored by LSU against Bama ever in the history. And, like, Joe Burrow made big play after big play. Just when you thought Bama was, was back in it, bam, Burrow leads a drive. All right, looks like... Bama's going to take the lead. Bam, Burrow kills the momentum. Um, I think that was the best game by far, even better than the Bama-Auburn um, because Bama actually had Tua in their game. Now, as far as the moment of the season, I got to stick with the Hurricanes here. We didn't have many bright moments, but it's Jimmy Murphy getting a touchdown versus Bethune-Cookman. He's 5'7", 195. That sounds like my measurements, to be honest. So like, what, two what, what, what are your measurements? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Two and a half years ago, he tried out and he found out he made the team through an email while riding in an Uber. He asked the Uber driver to pull over. Basically, got out there because he didn't know what to do. He had to scramble back to Miami. So he p- was privately put on scholarship by Mark Richt, and then even when Richt left, Manny kept him on scholarship. Finally got his touchdown, got his dude, did an awesome backflip and celebration, even though it was accidental. That's my favorite moment of the year. Clutch. Man, I'm scrambling here trying to pick a new new game because I also had that LSU uh, Bama game. Like like JT, I mean, like the Don said, man, that was just – man, I was watching that game. That was, that was awesome. It was literally the best game of the season for me. Uh, like he said, you know, going back and forth. You, I'm kind of rooting for Bama at this point to come back because I just want to see a, a better game. And they're scoring touchdowns. And then, you know, you put Joe Burrow on the other side on offense, clutch ice in his veins, getting it done. So that was uh, incredible to watch. But, you know, just to throw another game out there and me being from Virginia, I'm going to go ahead and throw UVA upset over Tech. First time in, you know, like what, 20-something game. Like, yeah, 15 years. So that's crazy. You know, you know, you would uh, see the line on that game, the betting line. You see UVA, you know, less than 15% to get it over to win this game. You know, it, the next game wasn't that pretty versus Clemson. But for UVA to beat Tech, that was something crazy too for me to see. All right, I like all those answers. Um, my best moment, I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, it was uh, Joe Burrow's senior night at the uh, night game at LSU. And they had him come out the tunnel, and um, they changed the name on the back of his jersey. I don't know what you call it, but it was basically like the Cajun spelling mm-hmm. of his name, Burrow with the E-U-X. And you can just see like him going to hug his parents and like the fans. Just I, Honestly, I would have paid hundreds of dollars to be in that stadium at that moment just to feel the energy. Like I've never seen anything like that. And you can just feel it. And I think that, that moment for me, 
let me know how special LSU season was. So to me, that was like the best moment of the college football season. Not the best game. I'm going to take a little bit different route. I'm going to go back to a game that happened on October 19th, and it was Florida State versus Wake Forest. And I had the pleasure of watching this game with our very own college football expert, Mikey Mike. I've never this is so wrong. been so happy. This, I've never been so happy to see so somebody so miserable watching their favorite team play and knowing that there's no chance to beat Wake Forest. And, Mike, if you remember that game, how did you guys lose that game? Oh, we lost, was it, was clock management, and we missed like a 50-some-yard field goal or something at the end? So, basically, Jameis Winston took over the play calling <laughs> for the last minute of the game, and we are out at a bar, and I'm watching Mikey Mike lose his mind, and to me, that was the best game of the season. It wasn't even close. You know what's sad, JT, is that we actually had a good time that night. I didn't know that's how you felt. I know you were getting such. Oh, such, my time. oh I had an amazing time. A, it was amazing. <laughs> wow. It was amazing. I got I got to watch two of my favorite things, FSU lose and you crumble. Wow. Wow. You think you know somebody. It's pretty harsh, yeah. man. <laughs> just playing. Just playing. It's all love. I love yeah, my cousin no. Blackie Black. It is all good. It's, it still was <laughs> so, so let's So let's take it down to somebody that everybody talked about before the season, during the season, and right now. Uh, it's Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback for Clemson. We've had this discussion about two in the past, but the same thing is probably going to happen to Trevor. Is Trevor Lawrence at this point, if you're an NFL team, is he worth tanking for? Mikey Mike, let's go to you. Yeah, NFL teams are always going to tank for somebody, so why not tank for him? Like He's going to be the number one QB, so yeah, he's worth tanking for. Let's tank for Justin Herbert then. Uh, Clutch Hutch, who you got? <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm going to leave that one alone, man. I, I, I just feel like there's a lot of draft talent in here. If teams are smart, they'll take the best available player with every pick. And I, I don't think he's, you know, top five right now. Ooh. That's my man right there with the non-Dave Gettleman thought process. Don, is Trevor Lawrence tank worthy? Yeah, you mean for next, for the 2021 draft? Yeah, because mm-hmm. he can't come out till then. Yeah, he absolutely is. A little over 3,100 yards, 21st in the nation, 34 touchdowns, number five in the nation there he barely played any of the fourth quarters because they were ahead so much and the dude always finds a way to win he's like their Deshaun Watson again Mm -hmm, exactly but maybe maybe at this point a younger better version that Deshaun Watson was when he was a sophomore which Watson was a great quarterback in college so that's that's the praise I'm giving Trevor Lawrence so yeah absolutely he would be Got to get you. Got to get at number one to get him. If not, you're not going to get him. Yeah, absolutely. You know how I feel about this because I think this is what the Dolphins are doing. Yes, because he's a generational talent, and it's interesting that you brought up the point about Deshaun Watson that he reminds you of Deshaun Watson. You know the thing about Trevor Lawrence that makes him so much better than Deshaun Watson at this point: the fact that he's healthy and durable. Like this kid is not getting injured. Whoever drafts him, he's going to change some team's life for the next 15 years. So absolutely, he's tank worthy. Start losing right now. Lose all your games so you can get them. So let's go to something that for us is really painful. I know FSU had a terrible season. We're just going to get over that. But it was painful to watch the Miami Hurricanes this season. And I just don't know what happened. So I want to go around to everyone. Just kind of tell me a little bit of what do you think went wrong with the Hurricanes this season? So I want to hear from somebody that is an enemy of us. And I want to hear it from their perspective. So, Mikey, Mike, tell us what went wrong with the hurricane season. What went wrong is 
y'all went and got Manny Diaz back from Temple. That's what went wrong. Um, and the only reason I say this is because I want y'all, like, I do like it when Miami's competitive and we are competitive. I think when we're competitive, college football is that much better. But um, I think y'all need to do what we've done for years. Get out of that Miami hurricane thinking of, the, like, you got to bring somebody that's a true hurricane. No, get the best coach. Like, to me, and, Jim, and JT, you probably remember I told you this. When y'all uh, let go of the previous coach, I was terrified that y'all were going to get Lane Kiffin because I think he would have been a great hire for Miami. He can, he's already down there in South Florida. He can recruit. He's already shown he can coach, and players will come want to play for him. Like, why would you not go and get Lane Kiffin? But uh, it went wrong when y'all went and got Manny Diaz, and he has absolutely no clue what he's doing. And, and when he went and got Dan Enos, like, that was no. That's what went wrong. Yeah, I agree with you on the Enos thing. Clutch, what's our issue? <laughs> um, I'm going with recruiting, JT. You know, last year had a great recruiting class. Although, you know, you don't look for those freshmen to come in right away to play. Uh, this year, I don't, were you guys in the top 25? I don't think so. But, uh, you know, I'm going to just go with that, you know, get some better players on on the team. Miami, Miami's kind of tricky because I thought you guys were actually going to do better than you did. So, I don't know. I'm kind of lost of what's going on over there, JT. Miami Hurricanes Athletic Department. You heard it here first. This is why they're called football experts. He said our problem was we need better players. Listen to that, man. He's telling the truth. Don, what's our what's our problem? What didn't go wrong? <laughs> like, what is not the problem? Don, like, how much time do you have? I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. This segment's not long <laughs> enough. Uh, if I could boil it down, I'm going to go with a couple things. Dan Enos, he still has an old system. Pro style does not work in college. Like, just face it. We've been trying that since Rick got it. It doesn't work. Like, we had better offenses – under Al Golden, then we don't have you the say last. It. Do, you yes, do not say then that. the last three years. Go we, look. We don't. We don't. We don't talk like that on this show. That Go, will get. Us I know. Kicked off the I hate talking <laughs> like that, but it's it's the truth. Come on, you can't deny that. When the last three years, when are we going to have a receiver drafted again? I don't know. But under Al Golden and those guys, we've had guys drafted. Going back to even Randy Shannon, you know, got Hankerson drafted by i think your skins yeah. aaron skins, so like come on like when are we going to see that again right now we're not because the system offensively is not working and then like we're struggling to get 20 points in the acc game those teams in acc get 20 points in the first half even florida state with james blackman come on like underrated <laughs> like come on and then on the defense side of the ball i don't know if manny just has to start calling the defense but uh was it blake baker He's not the answer defensively. I, I don't think he's a Miami well, you know, you know, coordinator. Can I, can, I, can I just detour with the defense for a little bit? I actually, you know how I feel about the coordinators. I feel like we need to scrap them and the defense. I feel like they live up to the hype this year. And then I looked back at the numbers, and I'm going to pump the brakes on that a little bit because if you look, we lost two All-Americans from last year and three others that were like all ACC guys that were starters. So I'm just going to run this through this real quick. Total defense this year, we were 13th in the nation. We were 4th. Uh, in 2018 points per game we were 25th this year 18th last year uh tackles for loss fourth this year first last year sacks we were sixth this year 11th last year this is where i think it fell off for miami this year 
The third down defense this year was 46th in the nation. Last year we were first. So we were just getting people off the field at a at a rate that was unsustainable. And I think that's what we did. And of course, you know this is what happened a lot this year. We gave up fourth quarter leads in four of six games. So I'm I was all over the defensive coordinators and the offensive coordinator. That's another story, but defense saying that Manny needs to go back and call the plays. I'm not so sure the defense was the problem as much as we well, just didn't get teams off the field on third down. We didn't close well. Right. And I want to see the turnovers, too. I don't know if you have the turnovers. I'm going to guess we weren't as good. I want to see the turnover chain. Yes, I do see that, too. No, no, it, it's not. Yeah, you want to see because that means we're getting turnovers. But I think part of it is Manny started to call the plays with this team, too. I think I don't know anything for sure, but and maybe I'm completely wrong. I think he started to take over for Blake Baker and I think that's when we started to play defense because look at the end. We couldn't yeah. score against Duke. You know, we couldn't score against FIU. So I think he came in and actually kept those games closer. But you're right, third down conversion was huge. And then the other thing goes back to a little bit where the other guys were saying the players are just not living up to expectations. Jeff Thomas, you need to ball out in the ACC. You need to be the best talent-wise. You have the best skills of any receiver in the ACC with any Clemson Brevin receiver. Jordan needs to have 20 targets a game. Yeah. Like, and that's part of the calling, the, the offensive play calling. But again, the expectations, where are they? Maybe we are just recruiting the wrong South Florida guys and letting the, the right ones go. I I don't know. Agree with you guys. Dan Enos, the offensive coordinator, does need to go. That remember the Titans offense does not work anymore. But real quick, to add on to this conversation, a lot was made this offseason when Tate Martell, the quarterback, transferred to UM from Ohio State. There was a lot of hype around it. He didn't do anything. He didn't play a single down, I feel like, at quarterback. Did we mess up by not playing him at all? Mikey Mike. Of course. What can? How could it get any worse? Like, What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, you messed up by not playing we him. Could, we could play James Blackman. That could be worse. <laughs> touche, touche. <laughs> but, yeah, I think y'all messed no, up by not no, playing him. No, I mean, you're right. Y'all messed up by not you're playing him. Right. It's like he knows – I mean, he's a – He's won. He's shown in high school he can win, so why not just give him a chance? Clutch, did we make a mistake by not playing Martell? Yeah, you definitely made a mistake. I mean, like 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 Mike said, you know, why not? Give him a chance, man. Things aren't going your way for the season. What what are you holding on to? Thank you. What are you trying to hold back from? <laughs> give him a chance, man. You they brought need, him in for They need a you as a coach on that team because I feel like if you would have said that exact same thing to the Miami coaching staff, they would have played him. <laughs> Just like that, they would have they would have put them in, man. They would have put them in. Maybe it would have helped you guys out. But yeah, you know, oh, like man. you're a grad transfer, like from Ohio State, like Urban Meyer. You get been coached. You have you've been winning. Come on, man, give him a chance. Give him a chance. Don, did we mess this up? N- no, I don't think they messed up. I think where they messed up was because listen, if Jaron Williams beat them fair and square in camp then Williams has to be the starter. And where they messed up was not sticking with Jaron Williams when things got difficult, especially, what was it, the VT game? And they put Nikosi Perry in. And then Nikosi almost brought us back, and that kind of set it up for the rest of the season to be that way. Exactly, but this is the problem. You're never going to know, all right? Bill Cowher once said, adversity doesn't build your character, it reveals it. So we don't know what Williams is made out of because you never allowed him to try to come back. Perry, you kept him in against Florida State. He came back last year. They took him out early against Virginia to put Malik Rogier in, and we lost. You knew what Nikosi could do last year. You messed it up once. You put Williams in now, and you, you yank him too early. 
that doesn't that doesn't help with anything. It doesn't show what he can do. So that's where they messed up. I think if they stick with Williams in that VT game, who's to say he doesn't bring them back and maybe wins that one? And that was the game along with the Georgia Tech that ruined the season. Because Virginia Tech got blown up 45-10 to 10 at home against Duke the week before. And then we can't stop them. Duke only gives up 10 to Virginia Tech. And then we can't stop Virginia Tech with a freshman starting his first game. Like, that's ridiculous. I want to agree with you so bad because I feel like you made a really good argument. But I'm going to say, yeah, we did mess up by not playing him because the things that were wrong with us on offense, I feel like he could have masked. Our offensive line wasn't great, and he's clearly mobile and a playmaker on the run. And let's face it, Clutch made a good point. He played at Ohio State under Urban Meyer. He was a former five-star recruit. Mikey Mike already said it. He's won before, at least in high school. So his resume is better than those guys. At this point, you got to see what he's got because guess what? It's always good. The cloud's always going to hang over of why didn't we play Martell? We don't know what he's got. And we have to answer that question. He's on the team now. We have to answer that question. Can he play? If he can't, we'll find out real fast and we'll fix it. But, yeah, absolutely we made a mistake by not playing him. So let's transition to everybody's favorite section, quick hitters. Keyword, quick. Donato. <laughs> This is your job. Have you got us a sponsor for this section? Nope. It was a quick turnaround between shows, so nope. Cool. Holidays all caught up. Guys, let's give everybody's answer real quick. Uh, Best conference in college football this season, Clutch Hutch. Who was the best? SEC. There you go. There you go. Mikey Mike, who was the best? Big Ten, six six teams in AP Top 25. All right, Don, who you got? Clutch Hutch. I'm with you. SEC. Let's do it. I wanted to pick the SEC so bad, but that's so boring. Let's go with the AAC. Three teams with 10 or more wins, <laughs> six with eight or more. Five teams were undefeated at home, and another two with only one loss at home. I like the parody in that conference. Um, switching it up a little bit, best walk-on of all time, Mikey Mike. Um, I wasn't going to go with Baker Mayfield, but I'm going to go with J.J. White. I think he uh, is going to have a better – he's going to possibly be a Hall of Famer, so I'll go with J.J. White. I'm sorry, J.J. White. You really <laughs> went on a limb with that one. <laughs> Clutch, who's your best walk-on of all time? I did not know J.J. Watt was a walk-on. Yeah. That, that's crazy for me. Wow. Um, I'm going with Hunter Renfro. You know, you guys remember him at Clemson. Yeah. Came in, a buck beast, 50. Beast. Yeah, it doesn't even look like yeah, he was standing in the living room. Wouldn't even know he played yeah, football. We you still know, came don't, in the national championship, made a name for himself. Yeah, you still don't know he played football. <laughs> made a name for himself in the national championship. Went ahead and got picked up by the Raiders. You know, unfortunately, this season, uh, fractured ribs, punctured lung, out for the season. Ooh. But um, he he was doing he was he was the man. You know that that story they told during the national championship game was inspirational, and um, I feel like he's the best walk on right now for me. Good pick, Don. Who's your best walk on? You got to go with the guy that the trophy is named after, Brandon Burlesworth of Arkansas, an All-American in 1998. They named the trophy after him. How is he not the best walk-on of all time? Oh my they didn't God. have one before he showed you up. You are the most annoying person of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it's J.J. Watt, man. The dude walked on. He's a monster. Hell yeah. I'm, How, I'm disappointed. JJ JT, Watt. I'm actually a little disappointed. If you're not going Burlesworth, why aren't you going Santana Moss? Uh, I wanted to say Santana, but JJ's just a bigger name. Sorry. Santana but you guys Moss. are looking. See, this is the problem with you guys. You're looking at the NFL. This is college we're talking about. College, Santana Moss, six return touchdowns. I just thought he was really good. Santana was on. That's a hard list to choose. Santana Baker is if on that JJ, list. If JJ. 
if JJ didn't end up being a superstar in the NFL, Mike, be honest, would you and JT be saying JJ on no, this I, list? No, I would with Baker Mayfield. There you go. Then you've got to go with college. You should change your answer. Oh, there we're going. We're going <laughs> Burles, Burles. It's <laughs> named after him. <laughs> you happy now? There's my answer. So let's let's switch to kind of an all-time perspective as well. Everybody's favorite is recruiting. Who are or who is your biggest recruiting bust of all time? I don't want Mike to go first because I feel like I know exactly where he's going. Clutch Hutch, biggest recruiting bust of all time. Mike, I think you'll like this cool. one. Um, I don't know if you guys remember this name, but this is an FSU recruit right, no. back in the right, day. No, you're going with yep, Fred yes, Rouse. A, he's on my you list. Know, wide receiver. This guy was a five-star, number one player in Florida. We all know Florida is known for football and speed. 6'4", 210, coming in as a freshman. Come on now. That speaks NFL. That speaks Heisman. Guy did not do anything. Not only did he not do anything, got locked up for stealing, what, some electronics or something. Went undrafted in 2011. Oh, he, was, he was at FSU, then he was in the right place. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. Watch, watch. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then on top of that, to make things worse, I believe his cousin, Aaron Rouse, you know, had a good career with the Packers playing corner. So, you know. The, the, the guy from safety. Virginia Tech? That was yeah. his cousin? Oh, shoot, did not know that. Did not know that. But, that's, a, uh, that's an awkward you know, family reunion. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, bust all the way. Sorry, Mike. Mike I know that's your team, oh, no. man. Sorry. Don't be sorry. That, Mike, that Virginia – that oh. hold on, that Virginia uh, tech drop there, that's why we bring you in as an expert to give us those yeah. in, that information. Little side note, just because – just being a Virginia guy. <laughs> no, there we go. Mike, who's your biggest recruiting bus? I know it's got to be. It's Rouse. not going to be a quick hitter, but it's going. Rouse is one of them. Um, I saw actually seen. You must. You must be the cousin <laughs> of JT because you don't. You don't keep these quick no, hitters you, you quick know, at you all. Know, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? Side note, I know he was going to pick Rouse, and I'm glad that he did because he actually kind of knew Fred Rouse. Yeah. They went to the same high school. Yeah, I've actually seen Fred Rouse play in person, and when I tell you, he was one of the most exciting football players I've ever seen. I mean, he's took over a game. But since Aaron went with Fred Rouse, I'm going to give y'all one. Willie Williams. That man was supposed to be the next coming of Ray Lewis. And Buckus rolled into one. I think he was like already like 25 when he came into college. Like, All right, calm okay. down. Get off, get off my dog, Willie, man. I do know him. <laughs> no, on serious no. I think he was the biggest bust. He had so much potential and just went down the drain. Don, who you got? I did have Fred Rouse, so I'm going to go with my backup because I figured someone would take him. That's a great one, Clutch Hutch. I'm going to go Whitney Lewis, the USC Ooh, receiver. He was ranked number, yeah. Ranked number two in the country, the top receiver. He played behind Reggie his freshman year. Everyone thought he'd have a breakout. Dude, he barely saw the field, never really got it going. Huge, And that was when USC had yeah, that great run rolling. with Liner. Yo, USC and, was USC. Yup, he just – he was not one of those guys. Reports where he ate himself off of the team. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I chose Fred Rouse, but I did. I knew you guys were going to do that, especially Mike. But I'm going to go with Willie Williams, and it's only because I actually know him. I played on the same team with him my last year at Pace. Um, I will say this about Willie. He was number three ranked nationally. He was number one outside linebacker. I feel like it's because he played linebacker was the reason he was the biggest bust because if they would have left him at defensive end like he was the season before, he would have been a much better player. But for sure, it's Willie. He had so much hype. Like Mike said, he was 25 in high school, 6'3", 220, ran a 4'3", 
And when they say he ran a 4-3, he really was the fastest person I'd ever seen. So for him to go to Miami and not work out, when we still had good linebackers, that's the biggest recruiting bust of all time. So the, the last thing, we're going to go a little bit of trivia time. We added a new segment oh God, in honor of Jersey Shore T-shirt time. Are we still we're talking gonna... about Jersey Shore? Why are you doing <laughs> yes. this? We got Jersey Shore I don't want to be associated fans, right? with this. So <laughs> trivia time, only one in honor of the Heisman. It's, it's a tough one. So let's see if you can get it. Aaron, Clutch Hutch, don't look at my paper, even though I know you won't. But – there's been four guys that have become Heisman winners that played at multiple schools, meaning they didn't win it at multiple schools. They only have one Heisman, but they started at one school, transferred, and then won the Heisman. Four guys. JT, I'll give you a shot. All right, take that back. Breaking news, even though it's breaking to us, it won't be at the time of this recording being published. Five. All right. Five Heisman winners that have started at one school, played at another, and won the Heisman at their other school. Um, can you name at least one JT? If he can't, if he can't name one, one, one I feel like I can name four. Show. I feel like I can name four. Joe Burrow. Yeah. Okay. Baker Mayfield. Yep. Tyler Murray. Yep. Oh my shoot! I just I just lost the other one. Mikey, oh. Mike, you step in. You got one. There's one more in our era. Oof. Clutch Hutch. Can you think of the other one? I got four. There's I two four. more. I just, I just I, lost I can, it in I can my give head. you the most recent one with the breaking news. <laughs> JT already said it. Okay, Joe Burrow. So we got Burrow, Murray, and Mayfield. And I, I just had one in my head, and I just lost it. It wasn't them. Um, Are we counting Chris Winkie? Aaron, ha Aaron has some six degrees with this guy. I'll tell you what. Right, We're missing two. No, it's it's not Chris Winkie. He just started when he was 26, but it seemed like he was at another school. <laughs> seems like he was at. <laughs> I know one of these got to be a UM guy. I'll give you the year. I believe it was right. 2010. December 2010, he won it. Oh, oh, oh. You talk about the, um, the junior college transfer went to Florida. Cam Newton. And oh, went to Auburn. Okay, okay, okay. I see you there. Cam yep. The blend college. So Cam, four? Cam, that's four out of five. I'll give you the fifth one because if you got this right, your can status you, would be. Can you give us a hint if okay. we get the fifth? I'll give you. He always wants hints. <laughs> I'll, give you the two, I'll give you the two teams he played for. Who no, no, no. Just give, us, just give us the conference. Mike, who did? Give well, there's the, two teams. The so No, 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 no. Listen, Mike, who no, did I you said, say? JT always wants hints. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll give you the two teams because you're still not going to get it unless you Google it. So don't Google it. My hands are up here. Look. He played at Army and UNC. Roger Staubach? No, he was oh, at Navy. In oh. only oh, Navy. Mikey, Mike. He didn't enter the transfer portal. Mikey, Mike, you got to learn not to chime in on things you definitely <laughs> don't know because that makes you look like you're not an expert. <laughs> we can't keep sending you those checks. So you said Navy, I mean Army and uh, UNC, and UNC. I so, mean, this is old. We were not around for this. Who Coltrane? Did he win it? Who? Is, who? <laughs> <laughs> who no, right, we're not getting I'll, that. Who I'll give it? it to you for the people at home. Doc Blanchard was not getting that. <laughs> yeah, Wasn't yeah, get yeah. That. But not bad, four, guys. We got four, four out of five, though. Four out of five, eighty percent. We'll take it. We'll take it. What okay. do you mean? If, if we were in college, absolutely, we'll take eighty <laughs> percent. <laughs> We're celebrating with that. Hell yeah. Uh, all right. Well, 
A big thanks to our college football experts coming on twice this season. Mikey Mike, Mike Wallace, and Clutch Hutch, Aaron Hutchins. Guys, thank you very much. Great job as always. Thanks a lot for having having me out here, man. It was fun. It was a pleasure to be on the show. And looking forward to next season to get these things rolling, get these predictions going. We got already got a stuff. couple things for you. Oh, Mike. oh, already Ooh. starting. Just, just, just putting that out there for next <laughs> year. Nah, as always, y'all, it's always a pleasure. Um, I love listening to the to the podcast. I listen to it all the time on the way to work. But um, yeah, it's always fun. Appreciate it. Battle of the experts, <laughs> man. It was a good one. You guys were definitely one and two, way in front of JT and I. Uh, we'll we'll call you guys co-champs of, of the predictions. Co-champs of, of the us. predictions. As always, to our listeners, thank you for listening. JT, great episode. A lot of fun. I know you want to say thanks to these guys as well. Oh, absolutely. It's always a pleasure, guys. Thank you again for coming on. You just remind the world of how much we don't know <laughs> and how bad we are at college football. <laughs> true. Very true. Um, so to our listeners – Please remember to subscribe to us, JT and the Dawn. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all the other places that you listen to your favorite podcasts. And as always, please, if you like what we do, please leave us a five-star review. And JT, if you don't like what we do, please leave us a five-star review. And please remember to follow us on social media at JT and the Dawn. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And again, thank you for listening. And as always, till the next episode, see ya. Peace.